Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today we are doing something really special. We are celebrating 250 episodes of the Author to Authority podcast. We're doing our happy day. And with me today, of course, is the wonderful, the fabulous, the co-host of co-hosts, Juanita <laughs> Witten Radko. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, Kim. What a glow up. It is 250 glorious episodes. Woohoo! High five to you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even believe it. You know, when I was heading into October, beginning of November, you know, and I started making out my calendar for like December, and I'm like, oh wow. Like the 250th episode comes between Christmas and New Year's. Like what a way to, you know, we only have one more episode after this. So what a way to end 2021 with the 250th episode. And I don't know about you, but, you know, back when, I mean, you were with me when I started this, it was kind of like, okay, let's do this. But it's kind of like, okay, is this actually going to work? Is this going to survive? Are we going to be able to do it? And now, you know, <laughs> two years later, because we started in November of 2019, uh, we are still going strong. Yeah. And there's just so many interesting things to talk about. Mm-hmm. I, I've really enjoyed the topics that we've come across and the different people that you've gotten to spoke with, speak with. <laughs> I'm sorry, my tongue hasn't quite woken up this morning. <laughs> I have a glass of water. <laughs> so let's just take a look at some of the stats. So we started 20 November 2019 was the first episode. Uh, we've had approximately 6,000 downloads. So that is really cool. I don't have the exact number because I switched hosts a couple of times and the one host in the middle, I don't have the numbers for anymore. I can't access it, but I knew approximately how many uh, downloads we had. Uh, We've done 120 guest episodes. Wow. Yeah. Now some of them we've had guests on more than once. So it's not necessarily 120 people, but we've done 120 guest episodes. You, my friend, have done approximately 15 writer workshops episodes since you began in (laughs) May of 2020. Hey, not bad. Not bad. I was I was still thinking about the 6000 downloads and going, that's like a small town. That's, (laughs) you know, okay, it's a very small town. It'd be a very big high school, though. Considering what our high school was, what 500 people? 500 people. So, yeah. 
And maybe it'd be like three high schools. Then. <laughs> there you go. And I've also done 15 authority gang episodes as well. So, you know, when you look at, at the journey of this, um, you know, it amazes me, you know, cause in the beginning you're starting to do this and you're like, okay. Like, you know, at first it was like, sometimes it was like, oh man, I've got to do this. Right. And, and then you're like, and, and you upload it and no one listens to it. And you're kind of like, sad face. I just put all this time and effort in and not even one person listened to it, you know, but over time, as word started to get out, you know, we've had more and more listeners. Now we're actually kind of in a restart phase again, because like I said, I had to switch hosts in the summer and um, I, I do an apology to all the listeners. I switched toast, didn't realize I had to switch all the RSS feeds on like all the different podcast apps. Oh. So I published episodes for a whole month that nobody heard. <laughs> it, it, it's like you're, you're shouting down a well going, hello, hello, hello. Where'd everybody go? <laughs> so anyway, if you're one of our faithful listeners, that's what happened. But they are up there. And they're now, I've corrected the feed, so they're there. So if you want some extra listening over Christmas, go back and listen like July and August, because then you'll catch up with all the episodes that you missed. But it's been an amazing experience. And I don't know about you, but I feel so much more confident in my ability to speak and do these episodes. I remember, you know, I did my first guest interview with Bob Berg, like Bob Berg of all people, right? Like the, the co-author of the Go-Giver series, right? I was yeah. so nervous. And now it'd be like, I just get on and do an interview with Bob Berg and it would be great, right? I, I think, you know, for people who are considering doing podcasts, are your first podcasts going to be all that great? Depends on how good your speaking ability is. But you know what? It doesn't matter because as you as you do it and you grow and you learn, it becomes so comfortable. Uh, do you feel that way now? I feel that way. I always think that uh, I could stand to do a little bit more practicing, but that's my um, I am a recovering perfectionist. So <laughs> so I, I feel an ultimate planner princess. <laughs> uh, yes. What you reminded me was one of my. Uh, less than stellar episodes. Well, the thing is, I had put a lot of energy. I worked so hard. I probably have not worked as hard on subsequent episodes, but it was all about using this feature in Microsoft Word because I didn't really get, I, I did more of a, it's, a, it's more of a vlog post than a podcast. It's a video. So when I was doing all this uh, stuff on the screen for people to look at, our listeners were like, I hear nothing. I, this is, you know, this isn't very useful to me. <laughs> and so I feel like, oh, <laughs> I thought, I thought that I had narrated it. Okay. But you know, it, you really had to be there. You have to see it. If it's something, the action that's happening on screen, you need the screen. <laughs> uh, right now, listeners, if you move your mouse up to the top 
not quite center of your screen, but a little to the right and look for the icon that looks a bit like a house, but not really a house. That doesn't help you, does it? <laughs> so I thought we could talk about some of our favorite episodes from this year. So uh, did you want me to go first or did you want to go first? I'll take the first one. Okay. You're invited. One of my favorite episodes for us was our birthday, the birthday episode, our, our uh, anniversary. I say birthday because I think we recorded it just the day before my birthday or anyway, um, 35 years of friendship. Mm -hmm. And I think that people can relate to that no matter what point you're coming in on the podcast you go wow that's really something like that's a long standing relationship and it's meaningful to me to to celebrate that of course but I think that's one of the best ones anyway <laughs> well you know and it, it's not like our friendship has been perfect all of the years like we <laughs> you know back in our early 20s we had a few years there where we didn't really connect with each other much at all Right. You two, you were on a different road. I was on a different road. We were living in different places. And, uh, you know, so, you know, friendships last, but it's, it's not always up and good. And I mean, we've had some rough points. They're in not our static. Yeah. You know, we've had some really great times. We've mm -hmm. had some helped each other through some not so great times. And, uh, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. so I, I've loved our friendship and I'm so glad that you're my co-host. <laughs> so one of, of uh, my favorite episodes goes back to June of this year. And we did a, a two-part uh, series on how to speak attractively. Mm -hmm. And you and I laughed so much during those two episodes. I'm not sure how much the listeners got. Uh, and oh. we did something really different. We had you open the show and I went back and I listened to it. And then you, you asked me how I did in the second one. And I went, great. And my voice was really high and squeaky because I wasn't expecting you to ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, I'm sorry, listeners, if that was the most <laughs> annoying episode for you. I <laughs> don't give up. Keep listening. It gets better. <laughs> Well, I mean, we were talking about some of our favorite things. We were talking about, you know, word usage, delicious words. Yeah. Um, um, how not to use filler words. <laughs> and so for me, that, you know, that two part series, there's there's another one as well. But that two part series, I think, was one of the the funner ones we did. But it was also really educational because if if you're struggling with your speaking, if you want to be able to communicate more effectively, have people listen and pay attention to you, then go back. They were in June this year, um, and it was a two-part series on how to speak attractively. So we covered a lot of different topics. We covered 10 uh, main speaking faux pas, including uh, filler words, how to talk succinctly, uh, you know, what is preamble and how come we always do it and why we really feel we need to do it before we actually say the thing that we it is we really want to say. So it was a great ep two episodes filled with just a lot of value, but it was also a lot of fun for us as well. Do you have another favorite episode there, my friend? She's smiling. I'm, this is, this is, this is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just went blank for a second there. 
I was thinking about uh, the writer's workshop episode where I talked about figurative versus literal language. Ooh. And that was, I liked that for being, stepping into the creative side of writing, because even though we might be talking about, we, we work with nonfiction and we might be talking about some very concrete ideas, you can capture the audience's imagination in the way that you tell your story. You can paint a picture. The woman stood on the corner is literal. Mm-hmm. Standing in a pool of sickly yellow light from the sole lamp post, the woman nervously rubbed her arm and looked from side to side as if waiting for someone. Mm. you see how that those details and a little bit it's still literal but i'm coloring in i before i gave you an outline now i colored in the picture and you're seeing you have some atmosphere there and you added some delicious words in there too (laughs) so that kind of writing captures people's attention and Mm. and draws them in And I think that that's something important that we get our audience, uh, get our writers doing for their audiences is capturing their reader's attention with their own story and remembering that they are the main character. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you're watching a movie, you always know that okay, this one person, if it's Tom Cruise, you know, he's the hero. He's the guy you should be paying attention to on screen. (laughs) I feel like that is an important quality for our, our writers to fold into their writing recipe when they're creating their books. And I think I can apply to speaking as well. Yes, absolutely. If you are telling a story... You know, if you're telling your own story, sometimes adding in those little bit extra bits of details. Now, you don't want to speak the whole time that way because it gets really long and people's eyes start to glaze. Right. But at key pivotal moments, adding that little, you know, that 10 seconds of extra description, maybe how you felt, you know, what what in the world was going on around you, you know, those different things. So you took a woman standing on a, on a corner and everyone goes, yeah, right. Okay. A woman standing on the corner. But now after you've explained it, we're like, okay, she's standing on the corner. She's nervous. She thinks someone, what is someone maybe following her Mm -hmm. right now? You're like, Oh, I want to hear more of this story. So, you know, incorporating those things into your speaking as well can create effective, interest in what you're saying and it gave you some information about her surroundings as well you know the if she's in the light of the lamppost then it must be nighttime Mm -hmm. and it could be cold and she was rubbing her arm and you're not sure if it was nervous is it cold you know like you've got a better sense certainly of the way you're supposed to be feeling and reacting to this and you're setting a stage. Yes. And when you're speaking, you are setting the stage for your message. Mm -hmm. 
And, and that's even when you're working with clients. You know, sharing your story effectively creates interest. It creates that relationship. So adding in some of those small details, not just telling people what happened in your life, but how it made you feel. What were some of the consequences? You know, how did you come out of it? Those types of things really make your story interesting and make people connect with you. So I have another two-part series that was my favorite from this year. So I had done a a podcast episode with Doug Crow. He's a fellow publisher. And uh, we were talking about, you know, the book that your client needs to read is yours. And I had texted you and I thought we should do a very similar one. And what happened was, was that, You took the sentence one way and I meant it another way. So you thought we should talk about books that we've read that we felt the podcast listeners would would help them, which, you know, was completely, totally valid. And I'm coming out from the other point of view of, no, we need to encourage our audience to write their own books because the book that their client really needs to read is that person's book. And so we ended up doing a two-part series. We did both of them because, hey, you had an idea and I had an idea and we joked about which idea was right. So since we really couldn't decide, (laughs) we just decided to do both of them. And I think both came out really well. I really enjoyed doing the book one. And I think, you know, coming into 2022, maybe schedule a few for the year. I don't get as much reading time, so it's not like I can do a book a month right now, but maybe every Mm -hmm. two or three months. I I think that would be really cool is doing an episode where we talk about books that are really, that we've been reading that are really going to help our audience either in life or in business. Yeah. And I think doing it say quarterly would be a good idea too, because sometimes you go through a period of picking up books and you go, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that I, I can see they had a few good points. Mm-hmm. And I think, and then other books, I have a favorite Dorothy Parker quote for the, these books. This is not a book to be put down lightly. It should be hurled with great force. <laughs> <laughs> she has a bunch of them. I really like, <laughs> she was the queen of snark. People. <laughs> oh, I like that. And then I think there's the opposite end. There's books that mean so much to you that you tenderly place down. You put them away. You don't want them to get destroyed. So you treasure them. You save them. You, uh-huh. They become worn and the pages are all kind of curled just a little bit. Not because you've been folding them, although some people do. I, I believe you do not dog ear the book because that but if you turn the pages of a book that often they do tend to get a little Mm. curly on the corners because they're they're waiting for you to turn them all they're they're accommodating you (laughs) well it's funny there's one fiction book that my daughter and I really love it's called Magnus it's a it's a Christian fiction book and this thing's like about three four hundred pages and it's this epic drama 
you know, that spans years and, you know, like all these twists and turns. Like if you ever want to study a fiction book to write amazing fiction, just read this book. But anyway, it's really hard to get. It's not really in print anymore. And we had bought one copy and my daughter and I had been sharing it back and forth because we both love the book. And we decided to buy a second copy. And for a while there, you could only get a copy. It was about six to eight hundred dollars to buy a copy of this book. Oh, my goodness. So obviously we did not. But eventually we found a copy for about twenty five dollars. And when we did, we snatched that thing up. So now she's got a copy and I've got a copy of the book. But, you know, that's the book that we kind of treasure. And I mean, besides our Bibles, of course, but, you know, a fiction book that we just both really love and enjoy. (laughs) I wonder if it's on if it would be available digitally. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think they ever made it into a Kindle book. So that, that would have been my preferred. So we've got a few minutes left in this episode. So I thought let's do two things. Let's talk about a couple of things that are in store for 2022. And then let's end it with a quick focus on how you can make your 2022 year the best year in your business ever. So one of the things I've been thinking about is I've been on Clubhouse since May. I was one of these Android people that had to wait months and months and months to get onto Clubhouse. And Clubhouse has become sort of, it, it, it really is an extension of, of, of podcasting. It's another form of audio. And so one of my ideas was I want to I want to grab people's attention on Clubhouse because it is an audio format as well. So I'm thinking of actually doing some podcast recording on the clubhouse app. So, you know, people can come onto the clubhouse room, listen to the podcast recording. And then after the recording, if people want to ask questions, so we'll do about half an hour of podcast recording where they can listen in on, on us recording them. And then as well, afterwards, they can ask questions. So I'm, I'm going to be playing around with that in 2022. And of course I will keep you guys updated on how that's working and whether you can use that as an effective strategy as well. Uh, And like I said, we are talking about doing the books. And I think that's two things that we're going to bring into play for 2022. Now, the last one, and this is what we kind of want to end off with, because we want to give you something that's just going to really start your 2022 off in the right spot. So I was thinking about four words. So the four words are targeted action, consistency, and momentum. So, Anita, what are are your thoughts when you first hear these words? I think about setting up, getting a plan together. Because if you don't have a plan, how do you know what's going to be targeted and what's going to be just random activity? And consistency, a plan gives you consistency you're going to be able to refer to it when you're not sure what to do. And if you have a plan, you're following the steps of your plan, you will have momentum. That is so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you look at, at 2021, it's always good to review your year. What worked really well for you in your business? I truly believe there's, I think it's called Pareto's, Pareto's principle principle yes that's the word thank you 
And basically it says that 80% of your results will come from 20% of your action. So what 20% did you do in 2021 that was getting 80% of your results? Then how can you now take that action, make it more targeted in 2022 and add the consistency factor to it? And the reverse is true as well. That also means that 80% of your action was all also producing 20% of your results. So coming into 2022, what things were you focusing on that were giving you little to no results that you can let go of to make 2022 a more targeted year? And so just the final thought of this as we end is, I want to talk to you about consistency and momentum. See, they're best friends, but momentum's pretty famous. Like he, he's a really up there guy, right? Like you just don't get access to momentum easily. <laughs> momentum has a gatekeeper and the gatekeeper's friend is called consistency. And she is very good at what she does. And she doesn't let just anyone near momentum. Momentum is too important and precious to let just anybody. You have to <laughs> prove yourself. So if you want to become friends, with momentum in 2022, guess who you have to become best friends with first? <laughs> and that is consistency. So I think if you want 2022 to be a year, make consistency your friend. I was listening to a YouTube video this morning because I'm um, for a, a hobby project that I'm working on. I've been building out a crafting YouTube channel, which is sort of my fun creative thing. And I was listening to a video and the guy was talking about how many people quit on YouTube right before momentum hits. Mm. Consistency on YouTube and building a YouTube channel, like there's, there's factors, okay? There's keywords, good titling, different things. But one of the main things that almost every training I go to on YouTube says, it's the consistency of action that's going to make the difference. You know, if you've got good keywords and all those things, so you have to have those things and you have to have a good video, right? But it's the consistency factor when you add that in that then skyrockets your results. And I was like, wow. And he showed me a graph. So you can't see the graph, but picture a graph and it's got a relatively straight little jagged line. It's just crawling along, crawling along, crawling along, crawling along, crawling along. And then most people hit, hit quit because they get frustrated. But if they had just gone on that little bit further, all of a sudden momentum would have kicked in and they would have skyrocketed about 100%. I've seen a similar idea where it's, it's a cartoon where two men are digging parallel tunnels horizontally in the ground. And the first guy, he gives up and he's so disappointed. But had he gone an extra 10 feet, like the second guy does then there's this big vein of gold and diamonds and everything and it's just like oh no man it's it's there it's there yeah <laughs> so as we conclude today i want to encourage you don't let 2022 be the year where you almost made it so thank you so much Juanita, my friend do you have one quick final thought thank you kim I think that the way to see flowers in 2022 is to start planting the seeds. So Ooh, 
like that. That's gross. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us on the 250th episode of the Author to Authority podcast. Our next episode, I'm going to be doing a review of the favorite guest episodes of 2022 and some of the biggest lessons, uh, sorry, 2021. (laughs) (laughs) A review of 2021 and some of the best guests and some of the best lessons that we learned throughout this last year. So this has been Juanita Wooden-Radko and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the author to authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you coming out this year. I am releasing my book author to authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility, and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.